What's up, guys? Season two finale, orange and blue thing out here in Patchog. <laughs> Uh, my buddy's place, the Clifton. If you're in the area, stop by 151 East Main Street. We got Oyster Bay Brewing in the house. Woo-woo! Little shouty to Noreen and Kevin, which we just had a little bit of a laugh about because we have some good friends in the group, also Noreen and Kevin. So quite the coincidence there. But Oyster Bay is here for, I don't know, at least a few hours. So if you're in the area and you want to come down, watch the end of Orange and Blue thing or catch the, the Mets game, we're going to be here for the remainder of the night. Only four games left, and then that's a wrap on the 2018 baseball season. It's basically been over since June. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. We're going to try to have a fun time here out at the Clifton. Um, do you want to give... A little bit more props to Oyster Bay, though. They've been hooking up the, the show for, I don't know, a couple months now with tasty beverages each Thursday. But they're doing a special in the tap room for the rest of the season. Only five games left. But if you want to pop in, 36 Audrey Avenue, Oyster Bay, New York, 11771. $5 pints during any Mets game. And then there's a special they will extend after the season is over. A dollar off anytime you mention orange and blue thing. So I'm Darren Meenan. That's Lizzie Saroyan. What's up, Lizzie? Yo, yo, yo! <laughs> we do have a live studio audience. Usually we take calls. Today we don't because I don't have a phone line hooked up at the bar. But uh, we, I don't know, maybe there's 30 people here or so. If anyone wants to jump on, just kind of jump on in and we'll put you on the mic. Uh, what we are giving away for the people at home that aren't here, the share contest and the retweet contest for this week uh, you get the Captain 5 t-shirts. So the Captain shirts, we restocked them on Monday. We're going to get into that in just a second because I don't know if that w- it was a good idea or a bad idea, but yeah. we waited until Monday to decide <laughs> to restock these things. I don't know why I didn't do it like two months ago. I do we, know why. We is a lot of people. Well, you kept telling me to do it. Yes, and, I did. <laughs> and I didn't really want to because the whole thing with this was, you know, it's a moment for the captain. I didn't really want to capitalize on it. And the same reason why when the Mets hooked us up with the $51 tickets for Saturday, there's nothing included. There's no t-shirt included, nothing. It's, it's a thank you from the team to us. And then we relayed that to the group. So um, when I posted, though, when we were down in D.C. this past weekend, which was a bummer, um, the uh, a lot of people were wearing that captain shirt, and then I reposted it on the, the Twitter feed. I don't remember ever making the orange shirt, um, which is crazy. And you know that we made a, a different font. Well, well yeah, before, the original yes, one was like the baseball yes, style yes, font. Yes, but a lot of people in DC were talking about that shirt. So I posted something on Monday morning, maybe like, "Hey, does anyone have these?" and whatever. And it got so much reactions that so many reactions that I just figured, you know, do we have enough time to pull this yeah. off? I forgot Monday was a Jewish holiday, so. We really kind of did this whole thing in three days. but you, you walked into the back and I was packing. I was ready to leave. Yeah. And you're like, um, should we do this? And I'm like, so what's the plan? Let's have a plan. <laughs> you told me. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. And you put them. You're like, all right. You went back into your office, put them on sale. And yeah, that that. but you know, you know how it is. I, I don't know how many people here are familiar with the way <laughs> it works to uh, screen print a T-shirt or the whole basis behind it uh, <laughs> or the planning of it. But um, to order the shirts and print them and ship them and do all that in four days is pretty tough. And we only have a, like a two or three person operation. Dude. <laughs> um, so the shirts were ordered on Monday, delivered on Tuesday, printed yesterday, and we shipped them today. But yeah. a lot of people thought that we had like 100 shirts because they sold out pretty fast. Uh, <laughs> we sold a lot more than 100 shirts, but... Drew and I and you took care of it today. And Mish. I had Mish's and help Mish, yesterday. Mish came in yesterday Hell as an yeah. extra backup. But I needed it. If you are watching at home, though, and you would like one for free, 
They are sold out. We probably will make more after this weekend, but we wanted to cap it out at a certain amount for this weekend's uh, guaranteed delivery. But if you do live um, you know, outside of New York, we did ship it today. You might not get it in time for the game, but whatever. If you're not going to the game, it's still something you probably want to hang on to. Um, but I guarantee you... They all left the warehouse. They today. did. They did. They really did. So if you ordered I one, I was very impressed with us today. Sit tight. So if you do want one, though, uh, we did save a couple extra per size, just in case um, you know we have to account for spoilage and shit like that. So if you do want one, share the show right now. If you're watching on Facebook, tell your friends you're watching Orange and Blue Thing, the season two finale. If you are watching on Periscope or Twitter, you could do the same. Just retweet it. You'll automatically put in the running. We will select someone towards the end of the show and mail you one for free. Um, so what else is up? I just cracked open this Alexa and I've never had it, so cheers. Well, good thing you're not driving. It's uh, yeah! that's that's their their stronger <laughs> of the beers. I know I wanted it. I'm sticking with the peach wheat, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So again, end of the season. We do want to recap some stuff. I mean, there wasn't that many highlights besides the obvious with Degrom just being that's lights really out good. the whole season. Uh, David Wright coming back <laughs> is obviously a big highlight. A lot of people didn't think that they would ever see David Wright back on the field. A lot of people were you know skeptical. Um, and they're also not announcing that there is actually a retirement. They still haven't said the word retirement, but it looks like this weekend will be David Wright and Jose Reyes's last time playing uh, professional baseball and with the Mets. David Wright career met Jose Reyes, you know, bounced around a little bit, but the the two guys uh, will both be playing probably their last games of their careers this weekend. It's a sad moment, but uh, I'm happy to see that David's kind of going out on the note that he wanted to go out on. When he gave uh, Reyes the shoes the other day, I read it and I was like... <sighs> yeah, a lot of people were getting teared up. <sighs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was hard. It was tough. It was. It's tough to think of like the end of an era for right. us, you know, like... <sighs> hmm. That's all you got to say? Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. So let's talk about D.C. because that was <laughs> last weekend. You decided to make a weekend out of it. I did. Which you'd like to do a lot on these trips. I do. Um, you didn't go <laughs> to Miami or Atlanta. No. But you went to the rest. Yes. Can you pick of the four you went to? <laughs> you went to D.C., Toronto, Arizona, and Boston. What was your favorite? Uh, game or trip? All around. Because I take experience more than just the game. Like I take into into consideration the town, uh, the pregame, the staff, the, the the rival fans, everything. Damn, it's hard. It's it's hard for me to choose. I between told you to think about this this morning. I know, I know. But I thought you were well. The reason why I asked you specifically, which is it the trip or is it the game? Because it's it. I would have different answers. Um, All around it, total experience. Arizona. Really? Yes. More than Boston. Boston. Weekend was awesome, but Arizona, I went to Utah and Arizona, and I made a week out so of it. So your trip as so, a whole was better. Yes. So that's why my, my answer would be different. I don't know if anyone here agrees with you. I th- but I think Boston. Really? Really? The weekend, well, Boston was only a weekend. Arizona was a whole week. So the weekend in Boston, our interactions, the game, um, interactions with the fans, Mets fans and and Red Sox fans was John Henry. Am- was amazing. Yes, was yeah. amazing overall. But Arizona and Utah and being able to go to that part of the country and go hiking, explore, and explore. It was right, 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 right. It was breathtakingly beautiful. When we like got back more, from that trip. More than words can explain. You guys are all maniacs. I know some other people here that also uh, hiked. It's like 120 degrees, and Kelly and I were but like, we, all right, where's brunch? Where's the closest <laughs> air conditioner? But uh, we walked in water. Like, we hiked in water, which is called the Narrows in Utah in Zion Park. It was 
amazing. And I'm so glad that like I had the opportunity to do that when I'm still young and able to do it because it was it it really was still beautiful. young. You're making like you're 80 years old over here. But I'm but, you know, like I've never thought to myself before it came to the point where like we can go see baseball and make that a a a decision to make it like a trip out of it. You uh. know, like I never thought about going to Arizona before. I knew it was beautiful. I knew Utah was beautiful. I know the national parks are beautiful, but I never thought that I would actually right, do right, it. Right, right, right. So now I, my job allows me to be able to do what I love times two. But you I know? think like even a lot of people that are here, um, you know, the baseball game is a big part of, of where we go and we obviously want the team to win, but the experience of everything else that goes along with it's it, wonderful. like Andrew and uh, Amanda got engaged yes, in Arizona. I had, that, I had that down. There's a lot of things that happen outside yes. of the game that add to the experience. And that's why we encourage people that like, you know, I see a lot of people here that I, that I know already, but people that we don't know come to something, introduce yourself, meet new people and just it have really new experiences. It really is a good time. And even to have new experiences with your friends, like before this, I didn't have this many friends. Now I have this many friends. And when I go away and then I see you guys, it's I feel like we make other people jealous. Well, that's not a good thing. It's not like <laughs> that's not a good thing. I don't care. Kiss my anyway, butt. if I got to no, rate one I'm through six, because like even when we were in the hotel lobby in in D.C., you know, like people come come in and out and it's like, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. And then and suddenly you're sitting at a table and you're by yourself or you're you know, with your significant other. <laughs> and then there's like 15 other people around you that just walked into the hotel and you know everybody. So it's great. Well, it's, I like it's that a good time. Kelly and I are very similar in a lot of ways <laughs> because we like to find something where we go that we like and then that's it. Like we went to the same breakfast spot two or three days in a row. Like yep. you guys like to explore. And I'm like, fuck no, it. Like I want where's the, like, the closest bar? Every day. Where's the closest place to eat? And then where's the game? And so if I had to do one through six, I say Boston is the top for me. Um, even though we lost the game, it didn't feel like we lost the game. It was such like a great experience with the the march from Kings and everything. I f- it just can't be topped. I think like Boston is up there with San Diego. Even yeah, though San Diego, Bartolo Colon home run, like that was such a great experience. Well, that's what I said. I was like, Boston is up there, and he's like, Well, you said even even though we lost, and I was like, Yeah, because it was oh, it was such a good time. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be top six: Boston, Arizona, Toronto, Atlanta, Miami, and DC. Uh, is one through six for me. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you. For next year, though, a lot of people have been asking me, like, what's the deal with next year? And we put it online uh, right when the schedule came out. And I already have deposits down with all these teams. So we are absolutely going to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and D.C. Again, that'll be the annual trip. Uh, I feel like D.C. is not, not – if it starts – being a thing where it's kind of losing its appeal, then maybe we won't do it every year. Yeah. Even though a thousand people still buy the tickets and yeah. we have a fun time, we didn't expect that the Mets and the Nationals both are going to shit the bed. And by this the time this game happened, it was kind of like, eh, whatever. No, but I but I also think that because this... It's also snowed this, out. It was supposed right, to be April. Right. This game was supposed to happen in April. I think it would have been a lot more exciting if it happened in April as opposed to um, in September. And yes, we yeah, did yeah, both yeah, shit yeah. the bed and blah, blah. I, th- I think that the overall DC experience this year was a little bit not, it didn't, well, it didn't go well. Well, you know what? On uh, I haven't told Kelly this yet, but I'm a little embarrassed myself because <laughs> on the way back, I just, well, I'll, I'll reiterate. On Monday morning or Tuesday, I'm like, man, Breaking I'm so news. fucking sore. I'm so sore. What's going on with me? I'm like, I didn't crash. 
riding bikes or anything. I'm like, oh, yeah, cooler race on the way back. Oh, you like, did it? But it, the bus, <laughs> bus was turning. We were like on the entrance ramp, and T-Bird's <laughs> like, yo, you really want to go right now? We're turning. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. So I ran down to the back, and I banged every chair on the way, oh. and like my legs all black and blue, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, get, I'm like 38. I'm, so, I'm kind of embarrassing myself, but... <laughs> Uh, I was going to ask you how the, <laughs> how the bus ride went, because I wasn't on the bus. I stayed the weekend. So. I think Brew is probably still drunk from the bus. Uh, we had yeah, some first-timers. These, these, uh, a group of, of really nice ladies, uh, or girls, whatever, um, they showed up with like two handles of Jack Daniels. I saw and we left at 8.30. Like, my rule is, she knows, my rule is when we get to Delaware is when I start drinking. So even if we leave at whatever time, as long as I don't start drinking until <laughs> Delaware, I'm set. <laughs> but they were like, they barely left the parking lot at 8.30 and just like pounding Jack Daniels. And I'm like, this is probably, I even said to bro, I'm like, you don't, like, I wasn't trying to be like. Daddy. What do, what do you call me again? Daddy Darren. No, Daddy no, Darren. Daddy Darren. No, like the baseball Hitler. Baseball Hitler. <laughs> uh, I wasn't trying to be baseball Hitler on the bus. But I'm like, bro, you don't have to like, g- like kill it, you know? Bro was. was and by the time he got there, he yeah, was like, wow. He I'm was like, surfing the sidewalk, yeah. for sure. <laughs> All right, so yeah, anyway, next year uh, we'll be outing 100. Um, At Wrigley. I, today is the anniversary of outing number one. So 927-12 was outing number one. I know a lot of you guys that are here met each other outing number one, and they're like best friends now. Yeah. They're blowing kisses across the bar here. Um, something came out yesterday. CBS New York posted something. Uh, Chris, I think his name was Chris Colton back then. It was one of our first media pieces, our this first time really getting press. Guy. Um, and I reread it last night because someone tagged me in it. Like, oh, wow, look at this memory. Yes, I saw that you reposted that. Um, and our camera's very dark. I'm going to have to fix that if, someone, if Keithy wants to maybe help me out here. Keithy, tap the screen. Just hit, like, function, exposure. Don't screw it up. Um, let me pull this up here. Uh, it's like, I think it's on the actual screen. It's on the screen. On the screen. I'm scrolling back here because I want to read some of these quotes because this could honestly be today. Because so much has changed with the group, but so much has stayed the same. And there's a reason Ooh, why... Yes, that um, that looks a little bit better, Keith. Yeah. Maybe a couple more notches. <laughs> so uh, this came out September 26th. So it was the eve of our first ever outing on uh, CBS New York. And there's a couple of quotes in here where it could have honestly been an interview yesterday because there's a reason why... This is run this the way is it is. This is going to make me cry. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why it's run the way it is and why people enjoy it. No. Uh, and let me just read this quote because this could be something that was yesterday. Um, yes, it is a brand, but it's also a community, said Meenan. When you wear a shirt from the Seven Line, walk around the stadium, you see someone else, you kind of get a head nod or a wave. It's just a cool feeling to see and watch people bond over a brand and also being such diehard Mets fans. Um, you would you would give the same answer today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the end here, there's no real limit where this can go. I'm just thankful that the fans are appreciative and support the brand. If there were no fans buying the shirts, there would be no Seven Line. Hopefully, it keeps growing, and next year we'll try to get a thousand people at City Field. So, yeah! <laughs> a thousand. It's like, <laughs> all right. Well, you know, last week sixteen twenty nine at uh, at Fenway was pretty incredible. But it. next year's outing, the goal. I don't think they're going to allow this, but I the want goal them to. is I don't know how many seats they have. But if they open up, like full disclosure here, the uh, sometimes the teams allow us to re- return a certain amount of tickets up till 30 days before the game. So I do have to put up 50% up front always to hold the tickets, and, and then we hope they sell. But <laughs> I'm telling you, but other people too. Um, <laughs> usually we sell out, so we don't have to worry about it. But 
in Chicago, they're only allowing 10% returns. So I want to get at least 2,000, 3,000 tickets. Well, okay, but let me ask you a question. How many seats are <laughs> in the bleachers section? I want all of them, but I don't but think they're going to allow that. How I don't many? know. The girl wouldn't tell me on the phone because she knows I think that like I want all of them. So she's like, we'll see once tickets open up. There are season ticket members, but the way that it works in Chicago is there is no seating chart first for the bleacher, bleachers. Yeah. So back in 2013, we just told everyone show up first. Which we did. We did. Um, and then, like, Johnny from Southside was like, that's my seat. I'm like, well, not today, Johnny. Like, <laughs> Sorry, there, Johnny. There, there, are, there are seats today. So <laughs> there won't be another – there won't be a pregame next year because we want to do the same thing. So we'll just plan, like, a postgame party, which could be cool. Yeah. So uh, if you're watching this now, you want to come to Chicago next year. Another breaking news that I haven't told the season <laughs> ticket members yet. Chicago uh -huh. next year, we're going to do the same exact thing that we did for Boston. So if you want to go, you're automatically in. Uh, not trying to twist your arm on renewing, but if you're a season ticket member next year, um, you're in. So we'll do the same thing. I'll get better at my swiping. And oh, God. Everyone that, like, freaked <laughs> out that they didn't get their, their tracking or whatever it is. I'll do better on my part. But I was also like deathly ill that night. So I'll, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chicago, you're automatically in. As far as this uh, next year's schedule is concerned, I usually like to post it before now. Um, not to get too deep into it, there were some questions I had with my rep about pricing and, and yada yada and the schedule. So I do have a call tomorrow with my new rep. My uh, last rep got hired by the, the, the Dodgers and moved out to L.A. So I have a new rep. And um, we're going to go over all that. And as soon as I have it, I'll let you guys know Those what's up for loyal. next year. But I'm excited for next year because, you know, the way that the season ended... A lot of people say that, you know, when you end, end strong, it almost makes the team not want to make moves for next year. Look, they ended strong. They're not going to go out and, and try to improve the team, which is scary because if they do that, we might be in the same exact situation we're in right now. I don't even want to think about that. If McNeil doesn't stay hot, if the pitching doesn't stay healthy, if they don't, you know, get backups for catcher or outfield or bullpen, then we're kind of in the same situation. So uh, I, I really hope not. We God. will see. What happens? Um, I do want to bring up this thing from yesterday or a couple of days ago with Matt Harvey because uh, Matt Harvey tells this reporter, C. Trent Rosecrans, who covers the Reds, that Harvey will be pretty much will be open to play will be open to play pretty much anywhere except one team, and we all know it's the Mets. So it, it's crazy that this guy is still so bitter because he did this to himself. What was your initial reaction when you read that? We don't want him back anyway, yeah. so it's like it's like, almost go like fuck yourself. it's like you get dumped, and then you're like, "Well, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go back, uh, back on the field, but I don't want to date that girl again. She doesn't want you back, yeah. so it's, it's weird that he even is that bitter about it. But you know, Harvey Your being shit Harvey, stinks. <laughs> Harvey being Harvey. So um, I, there isn't that much more to say about Jacob Degrom that you guys don't already know about. I don't ever claim to be a stats guy, and I definitely know Lizzie isn't either. But no, um, Jacob Degrom is that's Dre's oh, head right there but <laughs> Jacob DeGrom had the clean sweep <laughs> of the three newspapers today the Daily News Newsday and the New York Post everyone's riding high on Jacob DeGrom and how could you not the guy leads pretty much every category as far as the Cy Young is concerned except for wins he doesn't have a losing record he is 10 and 9 and um, you know I was out there last night at, at City Field and even though the end of the season, people aren't as excited to be there because they're waiting for Saturday. They want to be there for David Wright. I mean, look at the way ticket sales and the uh, secondary market went for his tickets. But uh, last night, felt, it felt good to be at the ballpark. 
Um, I was hoping to see him go for the complete game. A lot of the fans were cheering for him yep. to go back out there. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't in the cards for him last night. But what a strong, solid season he's had. The guy deserves the Cy Young. And totally. um, if he doesn't totally. get it, it'll be, it'll be a real shame. Yes. Uh, but the place was jumping. And, and City Field felt, it didn't feel like the playoff atmosphere. But, I mean, if you listen to Howie Rose's calls and just like the, the atmosphere and the feeling around that game in general, it was a fun time. Um, Lugo closed the door, two hit shutout, and you know the fans went home happy. I got to my car like a minute before that rain yes, happened. Yes, you told me today, and we were talking about well, the lightning and the thunder was crazy, and you said you you just got in your car. It, yeah, I just I just made it in time, but you know it is what it is. Um, so anyone who was out there last night, if you got stuck in the rain, I feel bad for you. But <laughs> so, so we're going into last week in the season, seventy four and eighty four. Obviously, the the season is completely over. Um, Phillies have also been shit in the bed. And surprisingly, the Atlanta Braves won the National League East, but we'll see what happens for next season. Um, I do want to get into this whole David Wright weekend. We did ask the fans to send us some videos. So I put out the call on Monday morning on social media, um, on Twitter and Instagram, and also opened up the floodgates for the emails, not knowing how many people were going to do this. Oh, my God. I didn't do one. You didn't do one. A lot of people no, here. I, uh, I think we had enough. I think Shouty in. did I was one. Like, um, but yeah, a lot came in. Like almost 200 people submit videos. Oh, what's up, Wayne? Hey now. Uh, <laughs> so uh, at least 200 people submit videos. So Jono had the task of trying to condense like two hours of footage down to something that people are going to want to sit through. So this morning he sent me like a 16 minute draft, and I got through like. 12 minutes when you guys showed up yeah, I'm like wow this is, this is great it. I'm like it's, it doesn't really need to be edited it's the fans trying to give a message to David Wright um, I'm hoping that he watches it I'm, I, I think he will um, so we're not going to show the whole thing tonight but there is a little snippet that I want to show uh, if you're here you're going to oh, be able good. to hear it but not be able to see it and Miles who has been a friend of the Seven Lines since we met in Chicago is going to give a champagne toast for the captain towards the end of the program. So if you are at home and you got something on ice, even if it's not champagne, maybe cool off a nice beer and we'll Anything toast that's towards the end of the show. Brian Neal, who was just on the roof, who owns the Clifton, has six uh, bottles of champagne on ice for us yes. in, in, the, in the crowd here. And also, if you did show up and you saw the promo we did about the free ticket for Saturday, if you, the game is sold out, and if you go on StubHub, you see the, like, 300 bucks. We are going to play that video of the thank you messages and hand out tickets here. So if you're here, you get a ticket. And you get one a ticket to come to the game. If that ticket ends up on StubHub, I'm like, <laughs> kick your butt. <laughs> so that person, whoever wins, will um, get a free ticket to Saturday on me. But I did get an email. Did you guys see this thing on SNY? They're doing, like, the day of David Wright on Saturday. I like, David Wright day. No. Anyone else see that? No. I didn't really know what that meant. So I hit up um, my friend Ellie, who works for SNY, just for like a little find out what the hell this thing is. So it is called The Right Stuff, the best Aww. of David Wright, all day starting at 10 a.m. So the way that it works is at 10 a.m., it's going to be David Wright's Major League debut in, in its entirety. That was July 21st, 2004. At 11 o'clock, Mets versus Marlins, the day that the Mets clinched the NL East in 2006. At noon, Mets at Reds when they clinched in 2015. At 1 o'clock, it's going to be Mets versus Yankees. 2006 is walk-off against Mariano. And then so on and so forth. So on and so forth. At 5.30, there's going to be a special Amazing Finishes involving David Wright. 
The pregame starts at 6. At 7 o'clock is the actual game. And then after the game will be the fireworks show. So um, a lot of people were emailing. I'm sure they were hitting you up as well about our outing on Saturday and how they could get tickets. Unfortunately, we initially talked about doing a public sale. Then we quickly realized when we saw the secondary market and how much these tickets were going for, that's really not a good idea because the whole idea behind the group and, you know, whatever you want to call me, baseball Hitler or not, the whole idea <laughs> with the section is to not have the tickets be flipped for, you know, maybe Subway Series, then we're sitting next to a Yankees fan. And like, guess what? That's another perk to being a Exactly. So member. what we did was, since the whole section 140, which if you're looking at the outfield, 140 is to the left, closest towards the Apple, that was already taken by another group. So we have 554, 540, whatever, five, I think it's 45 or 54, season ticket members, there were 591 tickets available. So I told them that's to reserve all of them for us. Um... The, f- the season, ticket mag- season ticket members got first crack, and we told them, only buy what you, what you have. You're not going to get your same seat, unfortunately. Some people did actually get Which their same so seat. Which is so crazy. They should play lotto because I know. to get your same seat is, is pretty rare. Yes. Um, and then we talked about doing a public sale with the remainder. There was only 40 tickets left. Right. You can't do a public sale for 40 tickets because we already get slammed when we do a public sale for 1,000, and they get locked out, and we get the angry emails, and <sighs> everyone wants to have our heads. Did not want any more emails. So we gave the season ticket members a second option to use a code to buy tickets for friends and family. But every, those codes, like if, if you got a code... I know that that's your code. So if you gave it to someone and they buy a ticket and it goes on StubHub, it comes back on you. So we put a lot on the shoulders of the season ticket members. Um, Zappa. I'm pointing at Zappa like he's going to be the one that fucks it up for us. (laughs) You. (laughs) So um, that's the reason why we didn't do a public sale. And I hope you guys that are watching this that didn't get one can understand that when you put it a public sale, it just opens the floodgates for the resale market. And we didn't didn't want to do that. So uh, if you missed out, I'm sorry. Saturday, we will not be tailgating. I know some people will be, but the Mets said that they're opening the gates a half hour early so you can go in and watch BP, watch David take BP. And so what time is that? At 4.30. Okay. So usually gates open two gates prior to first pitch. This Saturday, it'll open at 4.30. Um, but we will be tailgating on Sunday. So Sunday, yes. Dave Maggio and myself teamed up on the uh, big card. Like, if you, if you watched, uh, not watched, but if you came to Kevin Burkhart's last game working for SNY, I think that was 2000, I don't know, 14? Look at this. Fact checker here. Thanks, Becca. <laughs> we, uh, we made a, like a, I don't know, maybe that was like 24 by 36 card, and, and the fans that were on the Shea Bridge had the opportunity to sign it. Um, the idea was to do the same thing, but everyone wants to sign this card and we can't do it in the stadium with a capacity crowd. You know how hard it is to navigate through the Shea Bridge on like an opening day. It's going to be a mob scene out there. So the idea is to bring it to the tailgate on Sunday. So if you are coming to the game on Sunday, um, I worked it out with the team where I have to deliver this thing at 2 o'clock. So if you come to the tailgate, I think the gates open early. The MTA, not the MTA lot, the marina lot opens early because people go in, in and out there to go jet skiing and whatever. Right, so right. I'm going to try to get there around 11. <laughs> I'm looking at my <laughs> wife now. Uh, around 11. Poor, um, poor Kelly. <laughs> let you guys have the opportunity to sign this and then we're going to go walk over and deliver it to the stadium. But the reason why we're not doing it in the ballpark, I don't want this thing to get banged up and beat up before we actually get it of into course. David's hands. So if you have something you want to write, this is four feet tall. So it's 40, four foot by 32 inches wide. There should be plenty of space. I mean, don't write a novel if you're watching this. You know, do a little. And write small. Thank you, David. Write your name, whatever. 
um, and we will deliver it to the ballpark and get it to David Wright. So come on down to the tailgate on Sunday. That's going to be your only opportunity to sign it. We are not going to bring it on Saturday. But thanks to uh, Dave Maggio for whipping up the watercolor that is on the card itself. And he also has something really, really cool uh, planned for Saturday. So he always does the big cool. banners. If you're watching this, if, you're, if you've seen the the... Those are all hand-painted. A lot of people think that's that's like something that we get Print made. Whatever, he yeah. paints them. He yeah. does it with a huge projector, puts little dots and marks like B for blue. It's, it's insane. Um, so he, got some, he has something really cool whipped up for Saturday. And then on Sunday, he's going to bring the previous ones he's made for David Wright. So we have like three other ones for awesome. Sunday. And he's really been breaking his back, getting, getting things going for us for this weekend. So that's awesome. definitely come out. It's going to be a fun time. Come to the tailgate. And the tailgate on Sunday is open to everyone. You don't have to be sitting with us. Uh, we highly encourage fans to just come and hang out. We are going to be in the Marine a lot. We moved there last month, and it's been really fun. Uh, I don't recommend swimming unless oh. you're uh, Brian Shoemaker and you want to go for a dip. But <laughs> or you, Rudy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. If you want to go for a dip, cool off. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> but maybe bring a change of clothes so I don't have to sit next to you in my car the whole way home. <laughs> uh, smelling like the Flushing Bay. Um, oh, yeah. But we are going to get to this uh, condensed version of the Thank You, David Wright video. Again, 200 submissions. We had to cut down two hours of footage to, like, I think the final is, like, 12 to 15 minutes. So not everyone made it in, I, I don't think. I didn't edit it. Don't blame me. Blame Jono. If you want to <laughs> <laughs> come after anyone's head. Way to throw your boy on the oh, Please. Bus. He knows I'm kidding. Jono does great work. So uh, <laughs> it did get cut down. We, this is the condensed version we're going to play now. The full version will probably go up. I was going to say tonight, but I'm going to enjoy myself here after the show's over. So probably not Ow! tonight. Probably uh, tomorrow morning on YouTube. Sleeping over. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah, but I got to break this whole freaking thing down first. So anyway, without further ado, here is the Thank You, David video, the condensed version. And once that is over, we're going to welcome Greg Giannotti from WFAN. Ow! Talk Mets, his Long Island roots, whatever we want to get to, and uh, sit tight. Hey, David. Hey, David. Hey David, it's Ellen in Virginia Beach. Hey David, uh, Adam Taylor here from Australia. Hey David, this is Daryl from San Francisco. I just want to say thank you so much for being the best captain that New York has ever seen. Your fans only in America, they're uh, across the uh, across the oceans, but in Australia. El Captain! Hey, this is Gandhi with the Rocky Mountain Cavalry of the Seven Line Army. Greetings from Boise, Idaho. Thank you, David, for being such a great ambassador to baseball and for being the face of our franchise. You're a true inspiration. We're going to miss you. Go, David. Captain Love America. You, Captain. Love you. Good luck. Mwah. I don't know how to tell you how grateful we are for all you've given our team. One of the biggest Met fans in Oregon checking in to say thank you, David. Thank you, Captain. David, thank you for everything over the years. We love you. Thank you, David, for all the wonderful Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Thank you for being our captain. You'll always be my captain. You'll always be our captain. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, David. I've been a Mets fan for 50 years, and you are by far and away my favorite Met. You've worn that uniform better than anybody that I've ever seen. My generation, at least. Thank you, David, for giving us the NL East in 2006. For this shirt three years ago, thank you, David. Even when the chips were down and the odds were stacked against us, you always made us proud to be Mets fans. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Cap. You may have worn number five, but to us, you were always number one. Number five in your program, but number one in our hearts. Thank you so much, Cap. We love you. <laughs> this is my first time doing this, so I'll try to be quick and keep together, but thank you for everything. Um, you're the reason that I played baseball. You're the reason that I've been a Mets fan. 
you're amazing through your whole career. I remember watching you since I was a little kid and until now, you know, present time. You'll be a hand to catch in San Diego, that fist pump in Washington as you cross home plate. You and Jose celebrating the 2006 NLE's championship. A two-run shot that you hit in the World Series. One of my favorite baseball moments ever. You coming off the DL 2015, hitting that moonshot against the Phillies. Uh, one of the best plays I've ever seen in my life was you scoring from first to home in Washington. May 21st, 2016 was the last time I saw you on that field when you hit that walk-off hit against the Brewers to win the game in the ninth inning. I can't even begin to describe what it felt like in that stadium, just rocking. Uh, I'm wearing sunglasses so I don't cry. Uh, gonna miss you. I, I mirrored my swing after you. I, I honestly, I owe, I owe a lot to you. You're my idol. You were the reason I became a Mets fan along with my dad. And I'm proud to say that I made the right decision. Uh, you're a huge role model to me. I won number five when I played ball. You're, you've been my favorite player my whole life. We were all hoping for one more year with our captain at the hot corner, but not at the risk of your everyday health for you and your family. Sorry to see you go, but thanks for everything, David. We're sorry you had to end this way, man, but we're thankful for everything you did for this organization, and we'll always love you. Thanks, Captain. Thank you, David Wright, for my childhood as a Mets fan. Thank you for setting the standard on what a public figure, a leader, a captain, and a teammate should be. I've been trying to be just like you since I was a little kid, and it's just such an important thing to make people feel like they matter, and you did for every person you ever met. If it weren't for you, I would have never named my son Shane. Hopefully all the young players learn something from you, and I hope you stick around for a long, long time. You have shown what it truly means to be in New York Thanks for everything, David. You always be our captain. Thank you, Captain. I, I'm from Virginia Beach, so you're not only my childhood hero, but you're a hometown hero. We love watching you as a Norfolk High and as a Mets. And I'll miss you when you're my favorite friend. Thank you big time for being that franchise player and staying with the team. Every single one of my four sons played high school baseball, and every single one of them wore number five their senior year for the Captain David Wright. Number five is the best. Captain David Wright! David Wright! Thank you, David Wright. I'll always love you. Dude, this isn't a eulogy. You're, you're alive and well, thank God. And you're going to be awesome. Thanks, David. Thank you for 14 great years, even though I've only been around for only nine. Hashtag, thank you, David, brother. Thank you for everything. Can't wait to see you on Saturday. Hats off to you. I was at your first game. I'm very sad, but pleased to be at your last. Best of luck. Great job, Jono. So uh, the, the full version of that will go up at some point, probably YouTube tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, I do want to welcome my buddy, Greg Giannotti. I've actually never met you in person. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, the first Twitter interaction we had was not a good one either. I, I was going to bring it up. Do you remember this? What, when I, when I told you that you didn't stand up for... Right. Do, well, do you want to apologize now for that? <laughs> well, why don't you tell people what we're talking about? So, All right. So, so Ed, Ed Cranepool. Right. Ed, Ed Cranepool joins us in studio on Boomer and Geo on WFAN. It's also a TV show. 
So when Ed Crane pulls air, being a Mets fan my whole life and seeing this guy, and I'm, I'm too young to have really seen him play, I get up in the break, and I go and meet him face-to-face. I yeah. sit there. I shake his hand. Thanks for being here, sir. It's a real honor to, to have you here. I'm very excited about this. And then I go into the studio, and I sit down. Now, the way that Al Dukes, our producer, brings in the guests is he waits till we're back on the air. Just be closer than you are in FAN. These aren't as high quality. All right, sir. Yeah, sir. Okay. So, I, I, so then. There we are. Hello. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, Ed Cranepool looks me in the eye. All right. So, the, um, so he, he brings him in as, as we start the show, and I stay sitting because I'm doing a radio show, yeah. and I'm not thinking I had just gotten on television. And then, of course, Boomer stands up, who did not go and see him in the break, by the way. Uh, and he stands up, big hug and everything. And then you tweet me, stand up, Greg, and show the man some respect. Absolutely. And that's Grandpa Royal. Mets royalty in but there. But you didn't know didn't the backstory. All right, and that's so why. So I did. So I right, did. Well, I apologize then. Fine. But, you know, we see what Al Dukes does. So let's blame Al Dukes. Yeah, we'll have to blame him. Yes, absolutely right. <laughs> I, that, that whole guest walking in. And, you know, it's funny. I was in my head the other day, too, when we had another in-studio guest come in, and I uh, was Avery Williamson of the Jets. Am I and in your head now? You yes. stand up? Yes. That's you, awesome. You, you, you are living rent-free in my head That's now because, awesome. of, because of that one thing. <laughs> it's always right there. Yeah. That's awesome. So, listen, we just watched that little uh, David Wright, some messages from the fans. You're a Mets fan. Uh, you grew up on Long Island. You told me that you haven't sat with us yet, but your mom has. Yes, she has. I mean, she is the one who raised me a Mets fan. She grew up in Queens. And uh, the Mets are one of the biggest things in her life. She's going uh, tomorrow night. Uh, she's going to be at the game. She goes down to Port St. Lucie every single year to spring training. And uh, and she absolutely loves you guys. And she's watching the stream uh, right now. That's awesome. So, Hi, Mom. Yeah, so she is, uh, she's a huge fan. And she's uh, she's always telling me about new shirts that you got out and everything else. And I'm hanging out with the Seven Line. And mind <laughs> you, I mean, mind you, she's 72 years old. That's and great. she's still going to all these games. And she loves the Mets. She loves David right and she's uh, she's hoping that he pinch hits Friday when she's there so she gets to see him one more time in person because she couldn't go on Saturday I mean let's be honest we'll throw the Mets under the bus here there was no shot in hell they were having David Wright play in any of these games they said uh, Mickey came out last week and he said we might use him to pinch hit throughout the week they're not they were never going to do that they were trying to sell more tickets let's be honest but to have him pinch hit and then possibly hurt himself and not play on Saturday that was never going to happen. Oh, that would be one of the bigger PR nightmares that they've oh, had. It, they've but had it, would a few. Be, it would be yeah. very Mets for them to right. do that. <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It would absolutely be. I mean, it's unfortunate that there's some people that are going to have that hope. Um, but you're absolutely right. I think John Rico came out and flat out said that, no, that's not going to happen. So it's it's been funny. There's been like a lot of that. Like one guy says one thing, and then someone else the next day says something completely different, and you have no idea what's going on. But I think you, know, you got a couple of things at the end of the season that, that give you a little bit of pride, again, after a really, really bad year. And Jacob deGrom's one of them. And then, and then what we're going to have with David Wright this weekend, which is very, very cool. So, I mean, this was a rough year. I mean, obviously everybody knows that. Um, but to just have those little things at the end of the year just to suck you right, right back right, in right. for well, next McNeil, year. You know, right, you know, right, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Nimmo, and it's good stories there. And you saw a little bit from Rosario a little bit more. So, I mean, you're, you're going to have that hope going into next year with some real legitimate reasons. 
So I don't think that a team necessarily needs a captain, but do you think anyone that's left on this roster right now has the qualities to maybe take that C on their chest? Oh, man. Or get that C on their chest? I mean, if you're talking about a position player, because obviously Jacob DeGrom's the guy. I mean, the, the leadership qualities that he has and the way that he sort of carries himself everywhere, you know, I mean, on the mound, off the mound. As far as position players, though, I mean, that's that's tough for me, man. I did, No, no, not right now. I mean, that's got to develop. It's a special thing. Right, I right, mean, you right. think about, you know, position players throughout Mets history, especially homegrown ones. You know, the Mets don't have a lot of those great ones. So that's why someone like David Wright is so special to all of us because not only did he have the career that he had, and unfortunately it wasn't more because of the injuries, uh, but also he was a homegrown guy because if you think about, you know, the best players in Mets history that weren't pitchers, a lot of these guys came. You know, Keith came over from a different organization. Right, right, Gary right. Carter from a different organization. Mike Piazza, different organization. And the two homegrown guys we had, of course, you know, their careers were cut short with some bad decisions that they made in the 80s and, and Doc and Daryl. So, I mean, you know, David Wright, a guy like that is like, you know, an endangered species, right, 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 you know, right, right. With, with the Mets organization. So that's why he's, he's so special to so many people. So the one thing that I am uh, very excited about for next season, besides, you know, hopefully seeing DeGrom continue what he's been doing, is that the broadcast is moving from WOR to uh, 880. Yeah, that's right. So it's back in the family. So Entercom owns WFAN and WCBS 880. So if people follow this stuff, I don't know if they do or not, but, you know, after that split, now... Remember, I, I I don't know if if people remember the FAN jingle like I remember the WFAN. They were just jingle. doing that, yeah, right. <laughs> FAN. Da, da, da. So I mean, that was my entire childhood, and I I wanted to work at WFAN because of the Mets. I mean, that's the reason why I wanted to because I drive in, listen to Mike and Chris, uh, listen to the game, the pregame show, Ed Coleman, drive home with Steve Summers, listen to the jingles when I would go to the games, and it was the Mets radio network. I mean, I remember I had a, a, a bumper sticker that was on my. Dream when I was like six years old of the WFN Mets radio network. And then the split happened and we uh, the WFN became the Yankees radio network and the Mets obviously were none too happy about that. Well, yeah, that's why I bring it up because, you know, as a guy who I love watching your show, uh, you're a Mets fan, Boomer's a Mets fan, Al Dukes. I don't know where, where Recco lies or uh, Eddie, but... I mean, he, got, he's, he has one He has kid. a floater? He, he, basically. I don't know why he doesn't commit. <laughs> he's a Cowboys fan, right? Yeah, yes, he is. Um, and Eddie Scazzeri, huge Mets fan okay, as, so there as you go. well. We're all Mets fans. But I mean, so. to now have guys that are going to be on the show. Yeah, we hope. I know I Frazier mean, was, but it was really an ad. Frazier was on with you guys to talk about Canon cameras or something. Yeah, it was a, like a Little League World Series thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Just to hear a, a Mets, Met player on the on the fan was great. Right. So right. next year, I'm hoping now that they're a partner, it's going to kind of open up the floodgates again where some players can be on with you guys. I would hope so. I hope that the politics don't get involved because, I mean, it sucks for us too. You know, I, Especially, you want to be able to have the manager on. You want to be able to... And, and I thought the Mets did kind of a poor job with that too because like, I know they wanted to get back at the fan. But what you're doing punishing there... yourself and your fans. And your fans, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you're not going to put on a Met on WOR, which is a political station. You know, like Jacob DeGrom, if he wins a Cy Young, is it going to pop on with some guy, like, in the middle talking about yeah, the... Hannity or something. Yeah, right, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, people turn on WFAN, they still, even though it's a Yankees radio network, you know, they expect to hear Met stuff. I mean, that, and that's what I really infuriated me about that because I thought about me before I got into the business, and, and that would have sucked if I would 
never heard any Mets on the fans. So I really hope we do get back to that next year, and I think I think that we will. You know what infuriates me a lot is uh, when I get to work and I'm listening to you guys, and then I get back into my car to drive home and I hear John Sterling. <laughs> like I turn the like today I get in the car to drive here actually, and yeah. I guess there was a date Yankee Day game. Yes, and it's John right. Sterling. So yeah, it's I know, like, I know. I'm still I not used. I'm still not used to that, man. I am still not used to that. Um, I, I mean, one of the coolest things. So I I was an intern at WFAN and then worked my way up, which through, is unbelievable through the ranks, and and I was a board operator. And one of the coolest things that I ever did was hit that FAN. Let's go, Mets FAN. You had to hit the button. Da, 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 da. And I hit the button, and I mean, I still remember that day and that moment when I did that. And uh, that, you know, that means a lot to me, too. And, and the fact that it has been gone now for so long, and I'm still not used to the fact right, right, right. that it's the Yankees radio network. But this this is a step in the right direction. It's a long-term deal, too. I believe it's seven years. So uh, that's, a, that's a really good thing for everybody. So how about that? You know, to hit the button and be an intern, and now you're, you know, a daily host, and you have a, the biggest I don't know if it is the biggest show of the of the of the I always program. think it is. I mean, I think the morning show. Morning is. show, but I mean, uh, Francesca would probably say differently. But right. I mean, <laughs> you guys need an app, so you got to be able to <laughs> charge your fans nine dollars a month. Oh boy, you need the app. But yeah. um, you know, do you have to pinch yourself now that you? I mean, you do live out here. You live out in Suffolk County, so yep. I don't know what time you wake up. But every day you're on your way to work. Is it like a pinch me moment that you're doing this now, so starting from the bottom? Yeah, I mean, it is not not at three fifteen in the morning when the alarm goes off. Yeah. That's not a pinch me moment. It's more like a punch me in the face moment and your new dad right right yes absolutely but yeah there are times that um that i'm there and it's it's sort of ha- it, it happens in the studio occasionally because you're so focused you know this i mean you probably have the same thing when you started this did you ever imagine it growing into what it was and no. seeing all these people and you know you're so focused on doing a good job that sometimes you don't stop and think about wow this is really cool but there are times that that it'll happen uh, while I'm 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 hosting the show, whether we have a guest that's in studio, that's really cool. Or there's sometimes I just look over and I'm like, "That's Boomer Esiason." Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, how, yeah. how did this happen, right? Yeah. Um, so that so it does happen from time to time. But I mean, it really is it really is a job. I know that it sounds crazy, but I mean, it is. And there's pressure, and you want to do a good job. So the second that it's a it's a fine line. It's like a balance. Like the right. second that you that you start saying, "Wow, you accomplished a lot," then you're not working as hard, right, which right, is right. what got you there. You know, absolutely. And you know, I, I talked about that on the show maybe six months ago. Like when you when you ever feel like this is good enough, then it's then you kind of you're slacking. You got to right. always think of like what can you do to make your show better, or your life better, or whatever you want to be into, like your hobby. If you're uh, okay with just okay, then you're not going to succeed. Yeah, there'll so. be a time for that. I right. mean, you right. know, right. you'll, you'll right. look back at you know, it's 65 years old, and every single person at City Field or whatever the name of the field is at that right. point right. Uh, will be wearing one of your T-shirts, and it'll be your moment. And you're like, all right, that's my drop the mic moment. It'll happen <laughs> for you, right? I mean, it'll happen at some point, but you don't want it to happen now because you still got more work to do. Well, that's absolutely. the way I look at it. All right, man. So thank you for taking some time. I, I know that I kind of – I don't know if I put you on the spot with this. You replied. You said, well, my neck of the woods. So I didn't really twist your arm. Oh, no, no. I, I want, appreciate no, you I, coming I, by. I, I wanted to be here. I thought that was very cool because I live really far away from the studio. I mean, I drive 64 miles in, 64 miles home. There's not a lot of stuff that happens around here that has to do with <laughs> sports. And so I feel like I miss out on that stuff. Now, I choose to live here. This is where I want to be. In the summertime, Great South Bay, I have the boat. I have a great time. It's you just have a boat. It, yeah, yeah. You I know, got the, it. They, they say the best part. 
part about uh, I know the like, the day you buy it, the day no, you sell. No, 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 no. The best part of not owning a boat is being friends with someone who oh, does. Right, right, yeah, so absolutely. You can go on it, like I got gas money, so if, I mean, oh, I kind of sure. just invited myself. But. No, absolutely, yeah. I got I got a Steiger Craft, which is built in Bellport. Like I awesome. I'm I am a South Shore Long Island junkie. So yeah. uh, anytime there's an event that happens, and then it's the Mets, and it's you, and it's here, like it would be criminal if I didn't show up to this cool. thing. Well, so, I appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, anytime you tell, and you're a local guy too. I live in Medford. So how many like so how many games did you go to this year? Oh man, uh, well we had twenty outings, and then I probably went to like five or six more on top of that, and we do spring training. But when I lived in Queens, yeah. I was at every game. Yeah, like so, so I went maybe I was maybe at like seventy home games wow. a year, and then I would also go to like Subway Series and go down to Philly and DC. So I was. If you add it up with spring training, I was going to maybe 85, 90 games a That's year. That's unbelievable. The it's best I could do from living out here was 41 home games in 2005. That's that was the best I could do for living out. And that was when I was living even farther east in Brookhaven Hamlet um, and finishing up my degree at Hofstra. And my mom and I went in for, <laughs> yeah, for 41 home games in 2005. That was such a cool year because they were building. Yeah. You know, and then obviously the next year it was what it was. And I just, you know, leaving. I was there game seven, 2006. You know, I've had all these moments. You know, just to, to finish up here, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you have so many special Mets moments, like special Met memories that you have. But, like, I look back and I, in 2015, I almost, I had a connection to get a World Series, couple World Series tickets to game five. And I said to myself, do I, do I want to do this again? Right. Cause I had these memories with sitting next to my mom and hearing her, like, you got to remember, I mean, she grew up in Queens. She loves this team. I mean, she like, when she hears Hubie Brooks, like she loses her mind, you know, <laughs> like, so, so I, I just remembered back in 2000, we sat there and watched the Yankees celebrate on the field. And I remember her going, no. And then in 2006, the, the game seven, no. And I said, I said to myself, I, I don't know if I could do it again. Right. So, of course, we go in 2015, and then I hear the same sound, which is, no. And I said, I can't do it anymore. So, it's sometime in the near future, for crying out loud, I want everybody to be together. I want to be at one of your outings and all of us screaming, yes, Absolutely. with them having won a World Series in my lifetime, because it has to happen at some point. Absolutely. So, thank you, thank you for taking the time. And, again, I don't think you really need another introduction, but catch Greg every morning, what is it, 6 to 10 on yeah. the fan. Yep. And what channel are you guys on? Uh, CBS Sports Network. It's so. like 200 and something out yeah, here. Yeah, it's like on, on the old Tease. I think it's 220 something on uh, on DirecTV. It's 221, I believe. So Awesome. You could find it. You can see me with a bunch of makeup on trying to keep myself <laughs> awake. So, very well, good. tell the dudes I said what's up tomorrow morning. Uh, I might even still be here by the time that you guys go live. So we'll see. <laughs> right, it sounds good. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Greg, you know everyone. All right, so Lizzie, if you want to sit back down there for one second, if you want to get, are you going to jump back in? All right, cool. Moving right, look how much, look how bright this is. Our our main camera. I don't know if anyone's saying at home that we're extremely dark, but I don't know what else we really. Yes. Well, listen, Lizzie, you talk for one second. I'm going to get on the camera for one moment. I think I have something. Yeah, hold on one second. Doing a little switcheroo, switcheroo, switcheroo. <laughs> it's really awesome that we have a live audience today. I'm so excited. Well, I just got to walk around and give people a bunch of tickets for our for our free ticket and you guys are awesome. Your loyalty is amazing. Ooh. It's so nice. So thank thank you guys all for coming out here. 
And thank you to all of our viewers, too. 85 people are still watching us at home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 86. 87. <laughs> that, that seems to be a lot brighter. All right, I don't know if that did anything better, but oh. it may have even made it darker. I don't know what's going on here. Sit tight. I, just, I really do want to have this fixed before we continue. Sorry, guys. Thanks, man. I just got a Uno shout momento. out. Holla. Holla at your girl. Brightness. All right. That's got to be that's it. That's good. All right. That's good enough. Yeah. So um, let's move right along. We are going to talk about Sunday night because I don't know if you guys have enough partying left in you after Saturday. Uh, we will be at the Pine after the game on Sunday to close out the season. So the Pine is doing some specials. It's also connected to the Holiday Inn Express. So if you do want to get a room for the night, they're doing some discounted rates. What are you doing? I want some champagne. Oh. <laughs> uh, they do have some discounted rates for anyone that wants to go and book a room. I think it's 159 right now. I think like the average rate is like high... High ones, maybe almost close to 200 bucks. So Thanks, Brian. That owns the Clifton. That's awesome. We are going to have Brian chat for one sec. I want Brian to promote his bar. Uh, let's pull this up. So final post-game party of 2018 at the Pine. So Saturday, we're going to be out there. Uh, afterwards, I'm sure we'll do something fun. Sunday, we'll be at the Pine, and that's the end of the 2018 season. Uh, what are the specials? $3 Mick Ultras and PBRs, $5 bucket, $6 a $5 bucket of uh, imports, and then also hotel rooms. So the Pine is 37-10, 113th Street in Corona, just a couple blocks away. And there are still there. tickets for the game if you do want to um, come and cheer with us. Brian, why don't you go sit in that uh, guest chair right there for a second. I'm going to put you on closer. the spot here. Bring it closer. Don't drink your champagne yet. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for the champagne toast from Miles. Miles is going to say a little something about the captain, and uh, then we're going to put a bow on season two of Orange and Blue Thing. Thank you guys for watching us now 38 weeks. Last year we did 40 weeks. We just had a couple weeks off this year, but it's been a fun ride. I, I really enjoy doing this. I know Lizzie does as well. So next year... I love it! I don't know if we're going to start again in January because... There's not a whole lot to talk about in January, but I did get the wheels spinning last night. I think I talked to you about this, about doing a live show. I maybe even said it last week. I don't know. A live show from the berm at spring training. So spring training opening day will be our first yeah, that's game. You, you gave me my free ride to Oh, yeah, we training. did talk about this, but I actually discussed it in more depth last night at, when I was at the stadium. So it looks like <laughs> it's probably going to happen. Yes. Uh, so that might be our opening, like our, our, our opener next year. Maybe take off January and then open next year at spring training. So good. Uh, I don't know. if Bri Brian, you don't even need headphones. I'm just going to put you on the spot here because you and I have – we started bartending together, what, like 10 years ago? At least. Do you know when you started at Peach Bar? 2007. We were probably the same year, so yeah. 11 years ago, yeah. <gasps> summer of 2007, killing yep. it out in, in Hampton Bays. But yep. um, did you always have – you knew you were going to open a bar eventually? That was your goal? That was always the goal, yeah. Uh, that's why I always got fired from bars because I, uh, I came in and I started changing things like I owned it. Brian, I've bartended with a lot of people, and you're the only guy that I've ever worked with that would show up with your own knives, your own, like – uh, oh, yeah. salt and pepper and sugar. Like, your backpack was basically like a traveling bar back. Yeah. All, the, all those places were seasonal. So, you know, you'd go and you'd cut your finger open and there would be no Band-Aids. Or you'd go to use the bathroom and there's no toilet paper. 
So this little bag that I had, you know, had, we added toilet paper, we added band-aids, we added nail clippers, we added the podium, <laughs> we added, and the, and the girls we work with started putting like tampons in there and like, just like socks and like, you know, like, and it just, it got to be a suitcase. So That's Brian hilarious. is also the reason why in the summer of 2008, none of us were allowed to have um, cell phones at work. Because, like, he'd have it next to his register, so Brian fucked up and started like, texting people for his guest list or whatever. So we would show up, and our boss at the time would take everyone's phones, and we couldn't have them for, like, seven hours. And if I couldn't have my phone for seven hours now, I'd probably lose my shit. But back yeah. then, there wasn't, like, Twitter and shit. But ne- then, it was, it was still kind of a big deal, so thanks, Brian, for that. But, uh, <laughs> so, the Clifton, the Clifton, that's where we are right now. If you guys are around, you guys are open till basically four in the morning every day, right? Four in the morning every day. Uh, on the weekends, we do 3 a.m. to the general public because we have a big industry following. So if you are listening and you are in the industry, uh, make sure you identify yourself here because we give 20% off to industry staff. Oh, it's awesome. So, so if you work in the area and you want to come down for a drink after work. Server, bartender, cook, doorman, whatever. You just got to be in the service industry. And I'm pretty leaning with it. You know, right, right, you right. park cars, it counts. You know, right, I just want right, to right. give you 20% off. Well, I, I just like that you had, a, you had a vision and you made it come true. And you know, this place, I wrote it in the blog post on, online and I wasn't trying to completely trash the last owners. But yeah. uh, you know, this place, if you've ever been here before, I was like, I wrote that it was Built for an episode of Bar Rescue. Like, John Taffer would have had a fucking field day with this place. He actually applied. No way. He applied, yeah. It would have been great. Yeah. So, but you you really turned this place around. And, like, the the bar, I mean, we're outside on the patio now. Like, you doubled your capacity from just paving this. And and, uh, I I just love it. So, I really like being here. And, And, honestly... We could have done the show tonight at the warehouse and just had like yeah. a f- season finale. But uh, not only do I love coming here, I just wanted an extra reason to hang out with my friends at your bar because I love it here. <laughs> so if you guys are in the area, 151 East Main Street, which is why is it called Main Street when you're not on Main Street? All right. It's confusing. So, no, no. Okay. So it's not your fault. There's two Maple Avenues in Patchogue. Uh-huh. Why? My mail is super fucked up because of this. Eight Maple Avenue, there's a house and a woman named Eileen who gets all of my mail and I get all of her mail. <laughs> and like I was pretty patient at first. Now I just write wrong address, return to sender because I can't keep on going over to this woman's house. So who knows what she's doing with my mail and like bills I'm missing. But the building itself is on Main Street. So 151 East Main is actually like one of the nail salon stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uses... 149 East Main. So people get confused a lot, right? Yeah. And, you know, they're like, they, they get to the front and they can't find me. I'm like, entrance on the side. You know, a Main Street address sounds sexier, too. <laughs> <laughs> My rent's still low, but, you know, I got a Main Street address. Well, listen, man, like, the, the way that it is, even with our crew, you've sat with us a bunch of times. Yeah. You've been a supporter of the Seven Lines since I started this thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I only... talking about how he's in the original tailgate picture. He was, but yeah. he's also one of the only people out of everyone that I'm friends with that came to the Farmingdale thing I did. Yes. And that, that kind of... Kind of shit means a lot to me. So, like, you know, when I looked out, I did a. a, I was scared shitless, by the way, to like speak in front of a college class. And PJ, Mm -hmm. uh, who we eventually hired, um, was responsible for getting me to go there. And I wrote it on Facebook, probably or something. And not that I, not that that mattered to me that people didn't show up, but you did, and that that mattered to me. So when we wanted to do something like this, it was a no brainer for me to do it here. So and you were living in Queens then too, so I couldn't get to you. So like when you were out in Farmingdale, I was like, all right. Yeah, but thank you. Like, so I don't know if I ever really thanked you for that. So thank you for that, and you know, now we're here hanging out at your place, so it's kind of returning the favor a little bit. So you want to talk about how I met him? 
Oh, sure. Boy. If it's a good story. Beer Olympics. Oh, no way. Which one? Beer Olympics was sick. Why don't you do that? It's I'm big enough here. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Sorry to jump the gun. Beer Olympics <laughs> was unbelievable. Hey, if you on. think cooler races is crazy, uh, we could do like kind of a Beer Olympics slash. The, did you see the thing we're doing, the tailgate hero? I didn't yet. Yeah, you've been busy. So I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I'll show you. We're famous. kind of producing our own show called The Tailgate Hero. Okay. It might be a mash with Beer Olympics. It might okay. be sick. So yeah. we'll, talk, we'll talk about that. Definitely. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Pure Olympics was sick. So thank you, <laughs> thank you, uh, Bry, the Clifton. Come on down, 151 East Main Street. If you're watching this now live and you're around, we're going to be here for the rest of the night watching the Mets game, which starts in like five, ten minutes. Yes. If you're listening to this afterwards on a replay, podcasts last forever. Um, come on down and just tell them, tell the guys here that Orange and Blue thing sent you, and you might even get a little bit of the industry discount even if. And you guys, don't. thank you very much for coming down. I really appreciate this. Thanks, Bry. All right, so what we're going to do before we get to our raffle here, we just handed out some tickets to the, to the fans and attendants. We are giving away a free ticket to the game on Saturday. So sold out game, you're going to have a ticket on us to come to the game. Before we pull that ticket, though, um, is there anything else we need to promote? No, we talked about no, the pine. We, we talked about the, the pregame. What's in the box? Yeah, I think we'll just, yeah, we'll, we'll do what's in the box later. But okay. let's bring Miles in. Miles, would you would you like to sit in that chair here? Would you like to sit in my chair? It's totally up to you. Whatever you feel comfortable. You want to sit in my chair? Yeah, you can sit in my chair. Miles, come on down. What's happening? All right, so. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, so Darren asked me to do a. I'm good. Uh, a champagne toast. And um, thanks to the Clifton for getting the champagne. I don't know if Brian, O'Brien, anything for this, but thanks, Brian. <laughs> So uh, a couple seasons ago, I did a poem before opening day based on uh, the night before Christmas. It was the night before OD. Um, so I, I tried to do this one this time. I accidentally wrote a eulogy, so I'm just going to preface it with that. It's based on Oh, Captain, My Captain by Walt Whitman. So uh, here we go. Oh, Captain, My Captain, our tearful, our tearful trip is done. The club has weathered every rack through all you made us one. The end is near, the fans I hear, the people all exulting. While future days may well be grand, the present grim and sulking. But oh heart, 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 oh bleeding orange and blue, we're on the field my captain played, those days now are through. Oh captain, my captain, rise up where you once fell. Rise up for you, this song is sung, for you the fans do yell. For you, tifos and ribbon wreaths, for you the stands are crowding. For you they call, the swaying mass, their eager faces shouting. Here, Captain, dear David, these arms rise up for you. It is some dream that on the field those days now are through. My Captain will not answer, next season but today. My Captain na- will now hear a- our song, he goes into the fray. He kept us anchored safe and sound, his smile wide and bright. From fearful trip, the victor will only be us tonight. Exult, O fans, and ring, O bells, we've paid our mournful dues. Walk the field my captain plays, those days now are through. Unbelievable job. Miles, do you have a a glass? Uh, I do, but I left it over there. So let's get one. So let's raise a glass for David Wright. If you're at home, raise yours as well, or whatever you're drinking, water, soda, juice, beer, champagne. Uh, This one's for the captain. One more game. We're going to miss you. Thanks for everything. Cheers. I got a lot of. Why do I have so much more than you guys? Thank you. Thanks, Miles. That was awesome.
Thanks. All right, so let's get in on here and pull the, the, the free ticket for this weekend. And then we will do a live What's in the Box. I think I, we haven't picked anyone yet. I think I want Shouty to do the live What's in the Box just to put her on the spot here. Um, and also, thanks again to Oyster Bay for coming out. Uh, Noreen and Kevin, they are walking around with some stuff for you guys. And also, just a great job. Shout out to the guys over there at the brewery. Um, it's been awesome working with you, and I love your beer. And I'm not just saying that because you're a sponsor. I've been a, I've been a fan of Oyster Bay for a couple years now. So thank you guys. So I don't just say that either. It's really good. It's unbelievable. So, Kel, come here. Can you get over here, please, and pull this? You've been on the show once. Yeah, Kelly! Just don't trip on anything. Come on. <laughs> Where is this? Do you want to read it? All right, get your tickets out. And if this ticket ends up on StubHub, I- I'll hate you forever. <laughs> um, all right, so 820, that's probably what you guys all have. Yeah. 820201. No way. Awesome. Yeah. Come on in. Sit down. I see you were at our uh, Brooklyn outing. So you had no plans to go on Saturday? We would have loved to, but tickets were too expensive. Well, I only have one, unfortunately. So you guys can fight over it or maybe do rock, paper, scissor or what's your name? Ariel. Ariel. All right, Ariel. Awesome. After after this, I'll get your email address and I'll forward it to you. Yes. Cool. Thank you. Thank Ariel, you. Thank awesome. You for, thank you for coming out. Awesome. Give it She's up for Ariel. Ariel. I wish I had two. I don't. Um, all right, cool. So besides that, we are going to do our share contest and the retweet. If you're watching on Facebook, you still have some time. If you're watching on Periscope or Twitter, same thing. Retweet. You'll be in the running for the free captain T-shirt. Uh, you'll just tell us your size and your address. We'll mail that out. Monday, because I don't think we're going to work tomorrow. Green screen. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Drea would like to let you guys know that our Topps baseball cards, uh, I know a lot of, mine actually came today. Um, I don't know. What'd you say? Yeah, I'm going to, if, if you have them and you bring them to the tailgate party on Sunday, I know a lot of people are planning on trading their baseball cards. So if you go to tops.com slash the seven line, you can pick up your own custom baseball card from Tops and uh, the Seven Line Army. I think that's 20 or 30 bucks for 100, and a lot of people are, are trading them. So I know uh, Tezza gave me one of his. I, I've got a couple from some other people, but I've been telling people to hold on because I want to make sure that we have like an equal set. I want to get, the, get the, the book and save them, and I think that'd be really cool. But Drea had the cool idea to bring a green screen to a tailgate party. So if you guys have ever had those cheesy photos, I know I've had many when you're a kid with like the lightning bolts behind you and the neon and all that shit. So we're going to bring some props, like <laughs> gloves and bats and shit like that. Dre is going to shoot photos. We'll put a, a special gallery up on Facebook so you can save your own photo and then make your own custom baseball card. So you can bring it maybe on opening day next year. We could do the same thing, share and uh, trade. So do you have custom uh, backgrounds already planned, Drea? What's up? Do you have customs like the, like the oh, cheese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Background. Oh, awesome. Because I have all the logos from the calendar. So I made an original 12. I made one with the old logo. With no the way. Logo. Yeah. Awesome, it's awesome. Amazing. Cool. So if you want to wait and get your photo uh, professionally taken on Sunday, definitely come by. And don't forget to 
signed the David Wright card. We're going to drop that off to David at 2 o'clock. I think we're going to leave the tailgate at 1.30. So make sure you get there before 1.30. Don't hunt me down while I'm walking to the stadium. Uh, and then going to pass it off to David. So is there anything else you want to say before we do the share contest? No, I would like to do the share contest now only because I got it going on my phone, and that's it. Well, we also have to talk to Shouty. Yes, but let's just do Facebook share right now okay, since I have ahead. it. You're, the computer died. So. Oh, all right. So, so tell me when. Uh, stop. Uh, Joe Castella. Yay! Do you know Joe? No. All right. So <laughs> I was like, is Joe here? R- write that down, and then uh, we'll contact him. I just got so excited. If you're watching on Twitter, you can keep retweeting up until Lizzie says to stop. Just tell me now. Stop. All right, Austin Mickey at AM underscore 79 also wins a free captain shirt. I'm going to send him one right now. You win, exclamation point. And uh, let's bring in Shouty. We'll do a little chat. We'll put the, a face to the voice. She's been calling every week. It's true. Shouty out. Uh, Miles, just bring that chair closer. Yes. Uh, where is it? Oh, look at this. Look at Shouty. Look how good your camera looks. You look like shit. Yeah. Nancy's nice and bright. All right, Nancy. Do you want to be Nancy or do you want to be Shouty? Let's be Shouty. Shouty! <laughs> Are you you're going to join us next year? You're going to get a season ticket? No if pressure. You, if you open it up to. I don't know how that works. Do you have openings? We usually have a lottery, but uh, each year... There are certain people that we kind of let automatically be in because if they kind of like come to everything, that's that would be you. Uh, oh, and him too. I, oh, I'm him. Bring him. All right, yeah, he, he can come along too. Oh. So, um, yeah, that's no. Spouse you, of Shouty out there. We, He's howdy. He's howdy or rowdy. We don't rowdy. run it. We don't run it like a motorcycle gang where you're like a prospect. You got to be like jumped in. But like if you start <laughs> well, coming around, motor- blood in, blood so. out. But if you come to things, then like, oh, you kind of automatically in. So you guys are in as long as you want to be. No pressure. Tears, David. Right? This I can't take much more. <laughs> Just make sure you get nice and close to the mic. So um, we know that you like to call the show. I don't know if yeah. you've ever played What's in the Box before, but this is a live What's in the Box. So I did. You did. Do you remember that time? Didn't I was you call once and then you got through it. twice? Yes, yes. And it just rang. And I'm like, Lizzie? I was trying not to win. I was like, I don't want to be a yeah, stalker. Right. You're or trying something. not to win, but you were calling. And I got the little bat, and it was so cute. It's in my yeah, collection. Yeah, she won the bat. The little bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, awesome. Bat. So one, two, three, or four, a little live what's in the box. Whatever's in the box, you get to keep. I'm pretty sure it's a hat. So just one, two, three, or four. How come there's no five? There should well. Oh. You, you know what? You could pick five, and then you just win nothing because there is no five. <laughs> <laughs> That's my luck. Well, again, because I was so lucky before, but it has to be number three because Bud Harrelson. All right, number three. Shouty to Bud. One on top. And I like that this is actually a box instead of what's in the bag. What's, what's in the envelope? In the envelope. What's in? Well, did you see a couple weeks ago a guy got like a pin, like y- one yes, pin. Last week somebody got a pin, but I put it in a box, so whatever. <laughs> Let me just say this is very nicely taped. You're welcome. Lines. Just a little shout out. It's a great company. <laughs> and I don't even think I can open it because it's so here. Bloody. Throw it over. Yeah. Or open it. Open it for me. No, no, no. You got to punch. You got. Oh, go. she's she's strong. Yeah. I'm she pretty strong this. for an old lady. You're, stop saying that. I always I tell you that. I tell you that every week. Oh, come on. 54, baby. Yeah. 64 was my year. <gasps> no way. What did I just say? What you win? 64 was my year. No way. Look at that. baby. Nice to share bread chat. Holy crap. That is so awesome. Good job, Shouty. 
Thank you. And thank you for putting up with my no, shoutiness. Yeah, no, she, I walked in here. She's like, I'm sorry. Am I too much? I'm like, no. <laughs> we love it. All right. So we before we turn it. this thing off for the season, it's been a fun year. <sighs> I want to thank all the listeners, all the callers, all the, the people that come to this live stuff. Live the co-hosts. Stuff. The co-host, absolutely. Uh, we did a live show at the Playwright, and then we have the Clifton as well. It's part of like the element that I wanted to bring to Orange and Blue things. So thank you guys for coming out. Um, I I don't have this memorized, so I am going to pull up the blog post here and just do a quick, brief uh, rundown of the people that have contributed this year. Um, the co-hosts, uh, Josh Oshinsky, Trevor Gill, Jim Brewer, Nelson Figueroa, Tim Riley, Nikki Giamani, Lizzie, um, and also the guests. Mark Craig started us off last year, uh, episode one. Episode two was a good one. Mickey Calloway, Mets manager Mickey Calloway, Brandon Immo, Chris Flexen, Ted Berg, Pete McCarthy, and Matt Cerrone all, all visited us at the QBC, which is probably going to be the next time we gather. I think it's in October, uh, January, January at some point. I don't have the official date yet. Uh, Steve Gelbs, Cliff Floyd, Anthony DeComo, Josh Lewin, Maggie Gray, Joe DeMeo, and today, uh, Greg Giannotti. Uh, also, thanks to Drew, Tim Fitzpatrick, Andrew My Adam Myers, Keith Terra, who's here, uh, for um, taking over the, the, the calls when Lizzie was co-hosting. What? You did the calls? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's Shuey. How could I forget Shuey? <laughs> Sorry, Shu, I'll buy you a beer. Um, we love you, Shu. Yeah, so that's really it. That kind of puts a bow on the season. It's been a disappointing year as far as the outcome and the team is concerned and the record, and we all we don't have to rehash that. It's been a depressing year in that aspect. But each year I feel like the group uh, picks up more steam. And uh, I don't know. I think it's illegal to do play-by-play, -play, but Nimmo just did a double. Uh, <laughs> But you didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. No, you can actually say something like that, but you can't be like, two balls, one strike. That's actually like against. <gasps> it's not two balls, one strike. <laughs> it's zero, zero. But anyway. I, I want to say that it's been really fun co-hosting. I've been behind the scenes for two seasons, so it, it feels good to I couldn't tell that you seat. liked it. Rock I couldn't Lizzie. tell. The hot seat. Uh, no, so seriously, thank you guys for coming out. We really appreciate it. Hopefully you stick around and watch the rest of the game. There are only four more days left of the season, and while it's depressing mm -hmm. to watch the, the Mets play poorly for you know pretty much half the year, losing baseball is better than no baseball, True. and I'm going to be missing the ballpark when I'm shoveling my freaking driveway oh. in two months. So thank you, guys. We'll see you at spring training, and that's pretty much it. Thank you. Darren, you rock. Shouty out. Oh, boy. Shouty out. Shouty out. Darren, Lizzie. And coming out to the Clifton, thanks to Brian Neal. Thanks to Oyster Bay, and we'll see you guys in 2019.